Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Bonjour, everybody. Welcome to Love on the Breeze with your host, Corbin Quayle, and my lovely co-host sister. What do they call you again? Greta. Corbin (laughs) Greta, man. Coming at you, brother, sister, tag team. Mm, Doing a little... Make some biscuits later. Doing a podcast of this thing called The Bachelorette. (laughs) A bunch of people trying to fall in love or something. I don't know what it's all about. All right, cool. So uh, what's going on, Jane? How are you? Did you watch this episode? Uh, What day did you watch this episode? love this season yeah this is um, i was i love it so much yeah i bet we yeah. have some good parallels i'm sure to this yeah, episode very but... womb uh wound wounding episode womb. <laughs> yeah womb wounding. Womb wounding episode from our <laughs> um, gabby i watched it on wednesday and was like making comments out loud while max was sitting by Shaking his Grumbling head. Grumbling and, and shaking his head. <laughs> Got some good time for myself. Gonna have a big solo weekend. The man is gone. He literally just left. Just he farted just his way him. out of just here. F- literally farted his way out the door. Um, and I'm I got some goods from a local like witch store, some new books, some art. Started with an art therapist this week. Oh, okay, cool. Did I tell you that? No, Which you is didn't. perfect for the Leo New Moon, actually, that I started it on Wednesday. Okay. Tell um, us a little about this Leo new moon that, that happened well, Leo, yesterday morning. So yeah, Leo is known as the lion. It, so it has that those qualities of pride. Um, it's ruled by the sun. Like every sign has a fire planet, a celestial body that rules it. It's a fire sign. It's fixed. So that means um, it's actually a little bit more grounded than Aries fire energy because um, the fixed means it's has that stubborn quality doesn't like to change wants to be in charge wants to be in control it's a really great time to access your anger but leo is really all about like creativity it rules the fifth house which is the house of children hobbies romance creativity arts so like when a new moon is in leo you can almost think of like when a child like a baby first comes into the world is like a blank slate and they're just the essence of like spirit Mm, and taking things in and joy and and turning it into things um is kind of that energy of this new moon good um and every new moon is a great time for planting seeds this like i did this little thing with my art therapist where she had me just draw free form three seeds and talk about what i want to manifest and cultivate for this month ahead and some themes of leo you might want to look at are Love, that's the biggest thing in a Leo's life. Creativity, romance, um, playfulness. How could you get more of that in your life? Great. That's great stuff. Yeah. So, um, Do they have Leo qualities? I forget. The girls? Maybe. She had a Leo oh, moon? Yeah, yeah. yeah Gabby, Gabby has, has a Leo, Leo moon, moon, which definitely makes sense, My best friend I think. has a Leo moon. Yeah. I yeah, think, we love the center of attention. I think that makes sense for, for Gabby, and this is a very heavy Gabby episode. It is, yeah. Um, Big, before we get to that nice ABC program, The Bachelor... I figured we would keep talking about all these lights in the sky and uh, how they very well might just be the same energy as us and how it may or may (laughs) not affect our personality and all that new city boy fake science jazz. So, of course, uh, we are speaking about astrology. You just heard of Lowdown on the Leo New Moon and a couple of things thrown at you. And we bring it up from time to time on this program. 
And I did want to touch, we talked about it last week, touch a little this week on how there are misconceptions and what it means to me a little bit, what it means to Jamie. I just don't think I've heard anyone with a Southern accent talk about astrology <laughs> Is that before. What's going on? <laughs> so I think that, I just think that must, that would be funny if I heard a, 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 someone with a <laughs> talk like that, but talked about astrology. Have you ever heard a Southern accent speak about astrology in, in scientific terms? No. Okay. So as loyal listeners and, and Jamie know, after being a denier for many years, astrology bug got a hold of me after going through my whole chart with jamie um it would be foolish not to at least be open-minded about it and the more open-minded i've I've been the more it just feels right so i'm sure jamie and i have different relationships with astrology in general but i won't put words (laughs) in her mouth obviously when i bring it up now with a lot of people and then when i how i see the reaction to it online or whatever it just seems pretty people are very against it people Mm -hmm. don't want to hear about it if and then we're going to get into a little bit of why and why jamie think so i think it's just a very interesting cool way to maybe get more in touch with yourself and to connect with others in a more spiritual way than the usual scientific way in this scientifically dominated era of society well can i ask and maybe you're getting to this but for people listening who right now are like (laughs) not interested astrology's everywhere or like why should i be interested if i really don't believe yeah when you were there, what were your biggest comments about that? Yeah, I'm totally, I actually literally have it written down. So it's a great question. Oh, great. So let's first go over some of the common, let's say, doubts or misconceptions that I've read about astrology and then have hear your opinion on, okay. on them. So let's start with this. When astrology gets brought up in the wild, as I just said, or to me, like to me, five years ago, there seems to be a, it's, it doesn't evoke a neutral it's visceral it's to me it's like (laughs) it's just somebody will say i hate it what a dumb thing someone's personality can't possibly have anything to do with why the planets are positioned or why the star the way the stars are lined up why do you think it invokes such a strong reaction a negative reaction yeah or like polarizing like people are either like holy shit yes because a lot of i've met a lot of people who are like oh i i'm interested in it but passive so no so it's only a strong negative reaction People right. on the all sides of the positive, but when someone doesn't believe in it, they really I don't know. believe in it. <laughs> Any ideas? I can go into mine, what it did for me first, like you just um, asked. I've always found, and this is rooted in, I, remember, I used to do the Ouija board a lot with, sure. my, with my girlfriends yeah, when I was you younger. Yeah, screaming. Oh my gosh. And I mean, it worked. It really did work. And like we did things to test it out. So we made sure it was non-biased and worked. Like the person's relatives we were communicating with could not (laughs) touch it. And we would ask questions we didn't know the answers to. And then after we would be done, we would call that person's mom, ask them the questions and they'd be right. So we'd just be like freaking out, right? But it tended, the the spirits that came through tended to go more towards the skeptical people Mm -hmm. than the people who were open and ready for it. Hmm. And so there's something about when people are really skeptical and like very anti something, I actually think their astrology, the the connection is actually going to be pretty strong. Wow. And so there might be this like psychological block of I don't want anybody to know me and I don't want to be seen in that yeah. way because I know if I do believe in it, it's like it's going to hit me pretty hard of yeah. like being right. Or I and I think some people like Max is this way. He's like, I don't want people to feel like they know who I am before getting to actually yeah. know me. And I would say the way I look at astrology right now is I would never base someone's character off of their ast- astrological sign. I would never make a character assessment. Oh my assessment. gosh. I look at it as like a charming, how do I love this person yeah. more sometimes? Yeah, like if I have like point. a... 
if there's a person in my life and I'm like not getting along with them, if I ask them their chart, I have way more compassion or like understanding for the things that maybe I am not in tune with that are part of who they are. Like it, it provides more understanding, but I, you know, I really don't, it is funny, like how people just get so mad about it. Like I really actually couldn't tell you. I wish we had somebody like, I'm thinking I, I read a chart for my friend and her boyfriend was just like, that's bullshit. Like you could prescribe anybody's personality to those horoscopes. And then I sat down and did her whole chart like I did with you. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she was like, so if he sat down here, he wouldn't say that this related to him. This is me. Like if you did his chart, that would be him. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if I did his chart, if he would even let me like be honest and Get say, yes, there. this is yeah. how I am. You know, I don't yeah. know. No, you're right. And you asked me before because it's the only way I can judge is yeah. what, what it evoked in me um, maybe five, six years ago before I started any of it. I, I think I was just more scientific. I would look up studies and you can look them up online. They've done a ton of scientific studies and there has been no proven correlation that it's true scientifically. There's been no study that's like, yes, people who are born at the same hospital within five minutes of each other have anything. Just there's no scientific data. Right. And it, there was a shift hundreds of years ago in society where we stopped believing a little bit in religion, stopped believing in the stars. And we went into like science and industry. Yeah. The amount of help that that has made society is amazing. Mm-hmm. Without science, I don't know if I'd be sitting here right now just because of uh, what our, some of our ancestors went through and the procedures that we went through. So I think for me and a lot of people, it almost wasn't as much of a shift for astrology as it was for life. As I thought, if something can't be proven, then it's, I guess, time wasting to put any brain power mm. towards it. Now, this line of thinking, like I just said, is good if you're a scientist yeah. or creating medicine for something. Like you can only go off of what works. If we can't prove it, don't waste your time. But now... No, no, no. Scientists look at things that you can't prove and try to prove Correct. It. That's what I'm saying. And they've done that a hundred times and there has been no sign that they can prove it yet. Oh, okay. I see. So... I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Figure that. Tisk. But um, it's uh, now, in the way I live my life, it is absurd to me to say that if it can't be scientifically proven with what the excess of information we know now, that it means that it's undeniably false. Like, that's crazy to me. Because yeah. as we said a couple weeks ago... The line we can't stop saying, George Washington had no idea there were no dinosaurs. I know. I've been telling everybody because it's such fact, a good like, oh, it's such a good reason to realize, oh, we know so we didn't little. Know anything. So just because you cannot scientifically prove something does not mean that it's that that, that stuff actually fascinates me more because it's like I think we have, we run into a lot of issue and I think people run into a lot of existential crisis because we can't explain everything. Right. By any That's means. why I think people have such a visceral reaction because you think they're scared, similar scared. to when I talked about my friend seeing that picture of Earth, yes. like when we talked about the universe, how terrifying it yeah. is that there's no. It's like okay, way I'm 30 years it. old. I just figured out like how to relax. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't need the stars like showing me something about me that I don't like. I just kind of yeah. in that I have no problem with someone not believing in astrology. I have zero problem with that. I would never push it on anyone. Um, I guess the scenario I thought about is like, okay, say we die and we, we realize we're told, okay, that was a simulation or that we, this, there's a God and this is God, or we're all just one energy. And it's told to us astrology, by the way, it's, there's nothing true about it. Mm-hmm. Like you were, you were wrong. You were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And I thought about how would I feel? And I'd say, well, you know, sometimes in life there's a fucking coincidences and it just so happened that. A Gemini. I was born in the Gemini, and that's who I am. And it's yeah. just a fucking coincidence. And I that's would okay. say false. I would. <laughs> <laughs> you would tell God. No, I would you're tell wrong. God false because, <laughs> like, 
I can't deny the intense connection I have with my whole chart. Yeah. And like the amount of feeling seen by it and like feeling more myself because of it, feeling more understood by right, it. Right, but that could still be the the sign could still not be true, but you could still that could still be true Feel that it affected energies. you. Yeah, it could still help you in some way. You'd have to accept it if God told you. If you died, no, I wouldn't. You have to. No, That's, why would I have to accept that? Because because <laughs> it would. I'm saying they would prove it to you, and un, un, like there's. I'm not There's like undeniable it yes like this god you knew you felt with this god like I, you're we're that's like not even the situation i'm looking for it's like if it was if jamie Crowell herself was accepted in the afterlife oh, it's okay. like okay this is my good the goddess that i feel everything she's saying is true it's okay that i wasn't exactly right but the feelings you got from it it doesn't, doesn't validate change. it just like mine. Yeah. i doesn't it's not gonna i'm not gonna feel bad about it if i get there and it's <laughs> no my wrong. stubborn taurus is digging in and i'm saying this goddess has no idea what she's fucking talking <laughs> right, about right. With my life. Yeah, very Taurus of you. Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I guess just that's why I think a lot of people have. And it's funny that you said this because my second question with um, the girl and her boyfriend, I've oh, yeah. noticed every woman that I've dated <laughs> recently has at least been open to it, if not loved it. Astrology, tarot cards, crystals, while appreciated by many a men out there, seems to be extremely female dominant. It's very right brain. Yeah. Okay. So that I was going to ask you. I. Why do you think? Why, what's your overall op- opinion on why that yeah, would be I mean, female look, dominant? It's just very open-minded, flowing, creative way of thinking. Holistic, right? Mm-hmm. Just like tarot cards, it's all about image. What does this image evoke energetically, intuitively? And that's all right brain that women are have the skill to do since. They were gatherers and had to hold babies, take care of babies while they gathered, while they looked out for threat. They had so much to do at once. And I think these things are a little bit, they're intense to grasp. Yes. And they don't have that linear scientific, what you might call it, focus that the hunter male has. Yes. The hunter will not catch the tiger easier by knowing his It's such sign. logical sign. <laughs> no, 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 no. The tiger it wants has to nothing. look at the facts. The tiger's going to eat you if you're a Pisces, if yeah. you're a fucking Gemini, Aries, whatever. Right. That and makes sense. like, I could also study the tiger and like the tiger's movements based on the stars or what time. I don't know. It just, it takes more into account. And I think it's a very feminine science like you can call it a soft science almost like they call psychology which again that doesn't that's not looked at as a science like as well as biology or physics but much right? more so than astrology still psychology yes, is yes but it's still looked at as like a soft and and there's more female therapists and psychologists than male it's yeah. just like something that i think when you're looking whole picture at things in the relationships that's just lends itself to yeah. a feminine, more feminine energy. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt in the people in my life that, that love this kind of thing. You don't picked it up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? Like you haven't yeah. really studied it. Once I got into it last year and I felt that it was felt aligned was with me, with then I was like all systems go. I was ready to learn and- more. So how would you do that? Would you through meeting people and like meeting knowing people, what their asking chart their is? yeah? I've been I think I told you I've been almost like logging mentally when yeah. someone tells me what their sign is. I don't go too deep into. It. I'll be like, hey, what's your sign? Do you know your moon sign? Do you know this? And my brain kind of sees the patterns, tries to see the patterns between yeah. one Leo and the other one, one Sagittarius and the other one, and I'm just still in the process of gathering information. Also, try to be very humble with it, knowing that I'm so 
infantile in yeah, the process like of it so i'm just taking it all in and having fun with it is yeah. big for me i can't if i take it too seriously i'll get a little freaked out maybe <laughs> so i kind of relax with it and it's just fun and it's like a something that has but went true for me and I've, I've been following every Monday I'll uh, at least Monday Tuesday I'll look up the astrological calendar cool. and just where the planets are and when this and in this place and what that is I'll um, read different websites and try to just gather as much information yeah, as I was I wondering can. if you looked it up I mean the way it can be useful too like I'm I'm providing a ideal partner manifestation ritual tomorrow for a friend and I chose the date that we're gonna do that based off of her chart yeah. so she wants to manifest a relationship. I'm going to look at where's Venus in her chart. What sign is it in? And it just so happened that Venus is in cancer right now. And that's what she has in her chart. So it's the perfect time mm. to manifest a love relationship because the universe energies are matching her natural energy. Yeah. So that's like something that I use it for is almost like in this with all these new moons, even if you want to start there, like what's the moon cycle, the full moon, the new moon, you can even pick one. You look at where is that energy in my chart? Like what house do I have any planets in Leo? What house does my chart have that's in Leo? Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure Leo is my fifth house. It's also, I wanted to talk a little bit about tarot as well as I'm not into as much as astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like pulling the cards because to me it brings me closer to some insight within myself. So yeah. something will come up and it'll it'll jog something in my mind like that I need that I haven't been thinking about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just pulled cards camping the other night and both my lover and I pulled a fertility card. So I got a little scared about that. Uh-oh. You gotta be careful. <laughs> Track that just, ovulation. Yeah, a little more uh, 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 just uh, petrified about. It, were they oracle cards or tarot cards? I believe it might have been oracle. Yeah. It, because I don't, I don't know the difference. All tarot cards are like, like they have different images, the but they're all the, the same. Hat, the cups or whatever, yeah. like those kind of ones. So it was probably a different style. But you like just... you pick the same card. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I picked three. We picked three, and one oh, okay. of them were the was same. The same. That's nice. Um, I guess. That's we'll see. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean offspring i guess no no no. like fertility in your relationship you just like birth the new relationship okay i like that the other thing with women in astrology too i never realized until recently was like with your cycle and the moon cycle are very similar and and in the age my favorite philosopher again one of my favorites i know i always say he's my favorite but he's not nietzsche i just really like a lot of his works he was his infamous thing is god is dead and that was around the 1800s where industry started going crazy rapidly going science started rapidly going we found all these amazing things and it killed off god it killed off uh, like the stars and things so for a couple hundred years now we've been heading away from that and it's just a form of control i think on both sides it's also like think of the witch trials and this like war against women at some point was and i wonder if there's a bit of that generational Mm. fear of it because if a woman i mean she could have done anything, you know, like predicted the weather, yeah. which is not that hard to do. If she, or if she was herbalist or made tea for a pregnant woman or There's something. There's a lot of things we break it down that look like crazy magic. Yeah, Because I it know. is. Life is generally it, it, crazy it, magic. And that's once the main you start, thought, right? This is also a Leo. Magic is connected to Leo. So it's like, in my opinion, once I started investing in magic, I got to see more of the magic in the world. That's how I and felt too. And astrology feels that way. It's like when things feel synchronistic or connected, it just gives me that... That jolt of like, ooh, I'm connected to something yeah. bigger. It is like a spirituality. Yeah, and I think you in get a way. A and little... I think people reject that. I think it's again like a, away from what's known to everybody, 
and somebody else has this information that I can't quite connect with, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's just another way to keep yourself controlled. If you think too deeply, you realize how out of control you are. It's another way. To, and astrology is a way to control too. So on both sides of the spectrum, it can be. Yeah. There is ways of controlling. Like, there is elements and of control. Let's. Well, do you want to talk about too the subjective nature of like tarot cards? Yeah. And astrology, like. Sure. So what you, and I think that threatens a lot of people. People really like the objective truths. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and like if, if something truths. like a card, let's say you pull the same card as me, it could mean something totally different to right. you than it does for me. And then it's like, oh, well then that invalidates yeah. this card because it's not, what's the word? Like um, consistent yeah. with every person. You can't scientifically say it means that every time. Yeah. So really, it's like a tool. They are tools to for self-understanding yes. and self-knowledge, yeah. really, which is like, how can I use this image, use this symbol of these planets and their energies and relate that to what I'm going through, what I'm feeling as a way to help me move through it, get to know myself a little better and maybe like overcome something that's been consistently hard yeah. in my life. I've noticed a lot of people, too the unprivileged get angry at the privileged. That's a very common thing. If you have a life to where you can explore astrology, some people just simply don't have that kind of time to do that. They have to work to survive. And I think people, another reason why it's a visceral reaction from some people is like, man, I wish I was as privileged. That's what happens a lot I see with Ricky Williams. So I, I love every Friday. I listen to an astrology podcast um, that's mixed with sports. And a lot of people are like, I don't have time to fucking think about where Mars is. I have to, you know, I'm so stressed out about my day and all this and, and, and just everything that's happened. I had two kids too early. I need to do that. My mom's sick. My dad's sick. And that's just the thing of life. You have to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. I would challenge all those beliefs that there's not enough time. Like it's, it's an intuitive study. It could be someone, something says to, you know, to validate themselves. That they well, don't have time. and people use it. People can use it in a spiritually bypassing way, yeah, which I think a lot of people get upset about and they should, because it shouldn't be used that way. It shouldn't be used to say, Oh, like all this, I'm just, I'm in a chaotic energy. What's yeah. going on in the stars? Oh, Mars is conjunct Uranus in yeah. the sky right now. So of course it feels chaotic. Let me just keep being chaotic. Yeah. It's like, or, oh, I'm struggling with my relationship. Oh, you should really look at where Venus is in your chart. It's like, yeah. fuck you. Like, what do you mean? Right. Or, you know, you say, so, hey, what you said to me last weekend was a little bit hurtful. I didn't like that. Oh, well, I'm, you know, I got a Leo in, in Venus. Mm. So I, uh, that's why I said that. Exactly. No, everyone hates that. I mean, you no, hate that. Like, I, I don't talking that. away, like, oh, well, I acted that way because of this. You're in con- no, 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 total no, no, control no. of yeah. what you say and what you do. Like I said, there's... There's been a serial killer that's been every single sign. There's been a saint that's been every single sign. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, your nurture has so much to do with it. Yes. So it's just like, it's again, it's that hard to, it's so not black and white. It's so ungraspable. It's yep. so abstract that that freaks a lot of people out. Totally. And that's completely okay. It makes so much sense why it would freak you out. Yeah. I think. Overall. I feel like I've been, I've done this in a past life. People have told me I was killed for my healing gifts in past lives, like a couple of them. And I remember when I first got into tarot, tarot specifically, I just knew the cards. Like it was so weird. Like Mm. I just knew what they meant intuitively. I could understand them. I didn't really have to study them that much to understand and read people's tarot cards. And it was just like this 
easy. I, it can sink right in. And then the, I go through moments in my life where like the idea of pulling a card or looking at the astrology overwhelms the shit out of me. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't deal with me. all this too. I'm, I'm too tapped in. Like yeah. I need to just disengage, you gotta, you gotta be feel human my feelings, not explain it, yeah. you know? Cause that's what I use it. Sometimes I'll, I'll name like to a fault. I'll be like, Oh, well, what's going in the sky and this and that. It's like, yeah. no, don't worry about Sometimes what's you happening. Just, just be in your you body get too and out of control. Let too, yourself feel. You can get too woo woo. I think I yeah. think it's good to have a balance in everything. I always think. Yeah. Okay. Carl Jung, who I really like as a psychologist has did a lot of work in astrology and tarot. Yeah. He's a main person in tarot because okay. they're all about archetypes. I have a whole book, Young and yeah. the Tarot. Right. I know a lot about his archetypes. And, and he's have, okay, all about sense. the image yeah. evoking And um, that's why a dreams. lot of scientists don't like him because it was abstract and it didn't, there yeah, was no, he's no way of proving it. Genius. Yeah. And, and that was what I, that was something that uh, I wanted to bring up before. That might've been the thing that I lost is just the basic, again, when I said my, my life kind of changed, not just for astrology, but overall just understanding that like every blade of grass outside is just like it's just god it's like that's what god is to me it's like mm-hmm. everything is is kind of sacred every all the energies in the world it's not like humans versus we said this last week i think like we're, we are the, the, all one thing so like the grass and the sky it's everything is us so the stars are us too so it, to me that would make sense why it would impact that's what i always say is you know what's my big fact <laughs> Um, hydrogen has never been created since the Big Bang. Yeah, like energy can't be created. That's the only destroyed. time hydrogen has been created, and we are seventy whatever percent water. So, two hydrogen molecules, seventy percent of our body per oxygen. So we technically, our matter was present at the Big Bang, and we are made of stardust. It's that corny yeah, <laughs> like but, quote. Yeah, so right. it's like, how could those things not affect me? Just In like way, yeah. the moon affects the tides. The moon affects the water in our bodies, yeah. and that's why full moon people act a little crazier, especially Even if you work with yeah. kids. What? No scientific evidence. That's the problem that people are going to and say. And then, over like and women's over. moon cycles, the blood that we create is water mostly, and so that's why like moving it with the moon can like get it really in sync. Um, that's why it's usually twenty-eight days long, just like a moon cycle. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I like it. It yeah. helps me feel more grounded and connected to my feminine nature and i think everybody could use that yeah no i think you're right men women absolutely yeah especially right now for sure is there any other common doubts you hear about astrology when you you're probably not in the circles (laughs) to be doubted no i'm in the one that's like what do you know yeah tell tell me me about my astrology um i mean this isn't really a doubt it's more like i'm scared to know I don't want to know. Yeah, and that um, makes sense. I think we brought that up in the our this like, like singular astrology knowing. podcast because once I know this information, I have it like will a responsibility or something. My, yeah. where, whereas if I never heard it, it will not affect. But a, I'm a real, true believer in astrology would say no. Either way, it was going to happen. Probably how mm-hmm. it was going to happen. Uh, I hope that cleared up. <laughs> the people who are didn't believe are still not going to believe, and the people who uh, believe or are interested maybe get a little more interested. <laughs> I watched this comedian video the other day that was like, he was like, so here's the difference between guys and girls on a date. He was like, I can go on a date with a girl, and she's just like, so I practice Wiccan. Like, I'm a Wiccan. Yeah. He's like, oh, cool, you're a Wiccan. What does that mean? She's like, well, I'm a witch. I practice witchcraft and 
He's like, okay, tell me more. And he was like, but if I sat down and go, I'm a wizard. <laughs> that wouldn't She's be out the, door. the fucking stage. Like, she'd be gone in That's five so seconds. Funny. You know? That's absolutely like, true. Very funny. I would um, like to know who that comedian And I was, was trying to think of myself. I was like, if a guy sat down and, like, legitimately looked at me and said I'm a wizard and I practice witchcraft. I feel like you would try to feel into it. If I wouldn't be like, what a fucking nerd. But no. I would be like, okay, tell me more. Yeah. Let me get a sense of like how into this you are. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's we're just generalizing as we know gender is so complicated, but in the uh, both sides of the spectrum, it just seems to me that women like this stuff more and more mm-hmm. connected to it yeah. naturally, I think, than men for maybe reasons we said, maybe other reasons we don't know. But again, when I did read, when even this morning when I was looking up stuff, is they I guess they say, so if two people are born at the same hospital within t- five minutes of each other, they'd have the same chart, right? Mm-hmm. So then how, why do you think there hasn't been a, they've tried to do many studies on it and there hasn't been any correlation. Well, just like we've always talked about the nurture versus yeah, nature element. Yeah, I guess element. I need to look up how often, how because long they were the thing, studying. The thing too is like, let's say there's somebody that has the exact same chart as me. What if they, and they most likely did not lose their mom at the same yeah. age. And that has an impact on my planets and the systems just like whatever they went through maybe they their parents got a divorce at age seven wouldn't have impact my chart the same way it's almost like this tells us how we respond to the events that happen mm-hmm. in our lives not predict the events that happen yes. in our lives i like to tell people and i get i'm still such a, i don't know anything but <laughs> it's like a base a ba- an astrology astrological chart would be a base for you it doesn't explain your entire life it doesn't explain what's going to happen that's why and maybe this is for a different episode i'm not a big horoscope fan for my individual right, right, sign right. because no, I, don't I don't like, like anyone telling me what my future is no. going to be because it doesn't take into account i don't read so horoscopes many things. yeah there's like a popular, her name is Chani Nichols and like you can get her subscription and she'll send you emails and I was getting them for a while and I was like, in those ones I was like, no, this yeah. could be for anybody, this, this doesn't feel before. like true for me and so I stopped reading that and more just listen to like these podcasts that tell me what the energies are going on and then how I want to relate to them is how yeah. I decide. Yeah. The, what I was going to say before is I learned in psychology class in college that a lot of, in a lot of newspapers were starting out, they noticed their sales would go up when they put at, like horoscopes in, but it yeah. wasn't even done by a real astrologer right. or anything. It was because, oh, it's selling more. Let's do it. And this is what I want to say before. Things like spirituality, things like uh, things that are abstract, it's much easier to take advantage of people yeah. through those things. Yeah. So what if these people who are so visceral against it either directly got somebody in their duped. life got duped or in the past generation yep. their, them them totally. in their past life or their their gen, their grandma or grandpa and without them even I knowing that. that they got fucked over you'll overcorrect and you'll be like no this is not i'm yeah. cutting this out because it hurt me yeah. it hurt my child it that, hurt my thing so that could be another reason why trust people issues. are so visceral totally. against it because it's hard to trust but it's like it's like anything if you're gonna if you have a strong reaction to anything whether it's positive or negative there has been something that hasn't been worked out absolutely there's like always, if you're not able to there's engage always something deeper with something in a neutral way or come into it with a neutral way it, there's something meant for you yeah. if you want it yeah and skeptics that's why it's like that's why I always think the spirits go more towards the skeptics because they almost need it more than people who are like, come on in. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah as you said, it could be you too know, much. It's so funny. Times. Every time I go into this little witch store, it's called Rebecca's in Boulder. 
I'm like dying like for whatever reason I project that there's like fortune tellers there or like mediums there and I'm just like waiting for a medium in a grocery store to come up to me and be like so your grandmother yeah. is reaching out to me right now and has a message for you like I'm dying for that <laughs> yeah just keep just putting yourself like, in Boulder uh, I know it, it's only a matter of time <laughs> <laughs> you'll match up with something all right anything else you want to touch on astrology that maybe we didn't tie up here in a little bit I know there's impossible we could do a whole podcast I know it, no I think that's a good dip your toes in I'd love to hear from any viewers yeah especially if you're skeptical have questions or maybe like this opened your mind or they're like read my chart like here's my birthday send your birthdays and i can tell you what your big three are and give you a baseline there you go that'd be fun an astrology section where i just give read somebody's chart yeah are we gonna talk about your dream yes yeah, so Cause we can segue from carl young who i did i had a whole dream work class yeah in my grad program and it was based off Carl Jung's yeah, work. Yeah, he had so. a lot to do with that abstract science. Yeah. So yeah, enough of that stuff. Let's talk about dreams, more concrete things. Um, <laughs> so Dreams I, are fucking wild. Yeah, I've man. been having a lot of... Uh, Neptune's in retrograde, so it's an intense what is dream that? What would that is Talk that about what astrology. <laughs> yeah. Neptune rules like your dream life and it's in retrograde. retrograde How long has know. that been? Because it's been like June, uh, June, July for me. I've yeah, like I think really... it started in june it's just different like when i was a kid i was able to lucid dream did you ever lucid dream i've had like one um, in the last like two years unfortunately uh, i loved it not for long like as soon as i become aware and i'm about to do the thing like i'm willing myself to do in the dream i wake up yeah i haven't been able to maintain it but i have had those um dreams where you can't move and things are happening around you. Okay, not what is you're that? not talking like about like sleep paralysis. You're not t- that's what you're talking about. Yes. Okay, that's a whole and, different ball. Well, sleep paralysis and the dreams where I'm like, ooh, I can go fly right yes. now if I want to, and I go to do it, and then it cuts out because wow, really? It's yeah. like I, had, I I was too aware when I'm in the dream and I know I'm in a dream. I have to do. I have two or three things that I do to get out of the dream. And something really scary that happened to me recently is I tried those two things and I couldn't oh. get out of the dream. I was telling my partner. What is that? This. Inception or um, it was it felt a little insidious. inception. Yeah, I, it felt I couldn't. It was so scary. I remember I was like, oh my god, I'm in this dream. I do my oh. little thing where I pinch myself as hard as I can. And usually every time I wake up, and I wasn't waking up, and I was locked. Not just that, I was locked in a room, and it Ooh. was like there was nothing in there. I just remember being. It wasn't like terror. It was more like. I'm going to be so fucking bored. Like I have nothing <laughs> to do here. This is awful. Oh, I don't like this at all. It's been a couple. And like I've had, I've been a big dreamer my whole life. Like most people probably are, but no, I talked to a lot of people who are like, mm, yeah. I don't really dream that much. I'm like, damn, I dream every night. Yeah. I, I get, I've or been I having my dreams every like, night. there's some that are just, and you know this then too, probably there's some that are just so much more impactful than others. Oh yeah. In this, in the past couple of weeks, I've had those. And, Let's talk about a couple because after that one, I, well, first I want to talk about the sleep paralysis side because that's the number one craziest experience okay. in my life. I don't know if I've probably told you, you might have forgotten. Uh, I went through like a year of sleep paralysis where I would have it way too much. And this one specific time, I will never, ever, ever forget. I'm in my room. I don't remember exactly how old I was in Cotton Street in the house in South Plainfield, yeah. New Jersey. I... Get the sleep paralysis, I, which if you don't know what that means, it's kind of like in, in layman's terms, I'm asleep and I'm aware that I'm asleep, but I can, but I'm my mind's awake mm-hmm. and I cannot move any limbs or anything. And usually is it like this for you? Like mine happened 
like I'm in bed in a room and I'm up wa- almost like watching myself or like in my experience and I'm in that room. Yes. You're not somewhere else. No, I was looking like you can look at myself. You're in your room. Not in a direct way. Yeah, I couldn't see my face or Yeah, anything. no, it wasn't direct, but I was out- outside of my body in some way. Yeah. And I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I cannot wake up. Can't I am dead. I cannot yeah. tell anyone for help. Uh, this is awful. And then I wake up, finally get myself out of it like you always do. I look over at my wall. And it is a projector, like a old-timey 1920s, and it's the screen on my wall. And it's three stacks of maybe like a Kennedy School lunchroom circular table, three (laughs) stacks of that, women stacked all in 1920s, like ballroom gowns. And they all (laughs) fall over, and then it, it goes away. And I remembered it was so impactful. I remember exactly what it looked like. And I was like, what the fuck was that? It was before I believed in astrology. It was before I believed in anything else. I didn't even believe in God. I believed in anything (laughs) at that time. I just remember being like, I need to get away from this. Was there a woman on each table or were they all on top of the three tables? I have three stables stacked and I have one like hanging on, like some lady hanging on and like one pole, another pole, and then like a couple on the very top. top. And then they all come tumbling do, down. Do, it goes away. Do you remember their expressions or the like? It was know? faint. They were small. Okay. They were oh, small. small. The tables were big. The screen. The it happened so small. fast. Five. No, but they were regular size. Oh, okay. But it, to me, the the projection was it on was the wall away. over there, so okay. it was far away. It happened so fast. I had just woken up, so it was like <laughs> at that time I was like, "Let me do anything to get my mind it. off of this. Let me Aww. just get do anything just to not think about that." I was a little Wait. scary. So you woke up again. Like that was another layer of your dream. That was my wake up. And in my waking life, I saw, saw this that. hallucination. The only time I've ever <laughs> hallucinated in my entire life. Holy shit. One, one more time maybe, but we'll get yeah. to the <laughs> episode. But it's just, that's uh, sleep paralysis. A lot of people see a similar thing, which is the dark. Have you heard of this? Like the dark Lord. Some people yeah. call it the dark uh, shadowy figure. Yeah. We should get <laughs> Becky on this podcast. She's that a lot. She, well, her house was haunted growing up and all of them had an experience of that with this dark figure on top yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. That's a very similar thing. That yeah. people, and I always think like think you have similar the patterns and there has to be something deeper here that's going with the collective consciousness. Yeah. 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 So that's young talked about a lot. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, another really visceral dream that I had right before I get to the one about the shitty one, the funny one about the bachelorette. Okay. Um, I was my best friend. He, for some reason had to leave and I had a very early morning flight. So I slept in his bed and so I slept in his bed, fell asleep Uh and I was dreaming and it was, if you, are you familiar with Mario Kart? Yeah, I played Rainbow Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Rainbow Road, essentially. Not exactly that. And I'm going, and it's visions of my life. And I have once again accepted my death. I have accepted this is my transition from life to death. And I am like, Well, do you know about the Rainbow Bridge? No. So that's in, like, um, Nordic, I believe? Uh, Mythology. Oh, it sounds familiar. When you pass from life to death, you cross the Rainbow Bridge. this is what was fucking happening. And it was, I saw a former dog. I saw my mom. I saw moments that had happened in my life. Oh, in in so the beautiful. dream, but I was pretty Uh-oh, scared because okay. I, I thought I was dying. I wasn't ready to die at all. And when I woke up, it was just that amazing relief of like, oh, yeah. wow, I get to like fucking have a sandwich. Fuck. I'm going to go to Bagel Pantry and that's, just have a sandwich. That's so what amazing. my dreams have been doing lately are they're so, um, they've been so realistic. Like in my relationships, it's like my biggest, like I had a dream with Max where we fought and it was, he said all the things to me that are my biggest insecurities about mm. like, and this is why I'm breaking yeah. up with Your you. And yeah. I was like, 
I was scared he was going to leave me or like I yeah. thought that that actually happened Ooh. and it was in my system. Like, oh my God, I just got broken up with. And it took me like a day or two to yeah. calibrate to be like, wait, no, that didn't happen. Similar dreams with mom. Yeah, I had totally. One, I had one recently where I like yelled at her mm. and was so angry at her and I woke up just feeling like, oh. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Some, some of the dreams I've woken up from, but it's always, I'm always relieved to be back in my ground yeah especially if it's like something terrifying that just happened is what's weird is we had a naked in school yeah (laughs) i I have a lot of like missed assignments of course oh me too i've had a lot of penn state dreams lately where i like i show up to class and like i'm about to graduate and i realize i haven't been to any like one single class and i have to take it and i can't graduate or Emily and I are trying to find housing. That's such and a like, common thing amongst people. And that time in my life was pretty stressful. Yeah. Like I was really figuring a lot of shit out and I feel like I'm similarly now in my life figuring a lot out. So it's just cool how the brain works. It's amazing. It's just so it, fascinating it, how we talk use about things image. that we don't know anything about. Know. We still have dream 0.01 life? percentage. And I've read though the things they do know about with like people with PTSD really struggle with dreams and they feel yeah. really real because there's a theory that our brains are processing these really heavy emotions when we're dreaming. Yeah. And when you have yeah. PTSD, it's a lot harder to process that. So I could see that your brain's just making, I don't know, sense of the traumas and the out of oh control gosh. things yes. that you are in, in life. Have, have you ever you, done any dream work? No, I've read a, a ton about young and what's, and what's really involved, cool. But it's always been on the exterior. The class that I had, basically what they have you do is like you take a dream that meant or that was pretty, you can't forget. Like that was influential. So like maybe one of these dreams yeah. that you've had. And you pick one the most powerful symbol in that dream. Like for me, I had this dream about lions. Mm-hmm. And so I picked lions and I started doing work with lions where I was like doing research about the history of lions and mythology. I looked at tarot cards that had the lion on it. And I started doing these little practices like writing about the lion and just like intuitively uh, every other night, if not every night, there was yeah. a dream with a lion in it. And wow. you work with this symbol as an image in your dreams and you can the more you focus on it the more they come up in your dreams and you can like work stuff out like for me the lion was a symbol of like my my courage and femininity and this whole thing and it was really powerful yeah i can see that and uh, i look forward to the more we can study and the more we can learn it's a very hard thing to study and, and learn about as far as dreams go did you have like um have you ever recurring dreams i was just gonna say kid? yes i did it was around halloween time if not on Halloween every year and the dream would be the same, but the people in my dream would change with my class Mm. in whatever grade I was in. So it was always, I went into our bathroom, 400 Con street, second shout out Mm -hmm. in the podcast. And I would go through the drain in the bathtub and it would drop me into a, a, are you afraid of the dark or something? Yeah. It would drop me into a, like a roller coaster kind of, but it wasn't like a big, tippy one or like up and down it was just like a it was a horror ended up being a Mm. horror roller coaster where things would come down like swords and people and if you didn't duck you would lose your head Mm -hmm. and i would be in the roller coaster with whoever was in my grade and i would watch people like in front of me get beheaded and die and whatever and then the end was always the people on the bus they were driving away on the bus and i was i missed it and it was my that class so it'd be different people every year almost like i would at least five years in a row wow that's crazy i haven't had it in a while yeah it's like when i was little i haven't i used to yeah i don't have the same ones i don't have recurring nightmares anymore i had them a lot when i was a, when i was a child yeah i had night terrors i had yeah i, I remember that, that i don't remember yeah you were you would wake up screaming when you were like, in like two the or three corner of the room yeah. and if anybody came to touch bloody me, murder 
I think I was visited by this is my first uh, paranormal encounter. Yeah, well, that guy must have been a jerk because <laughs> he woke you up screaming yeah. shit in your pants. Yeah, that's so yeah. Dad was, I remember being real freaked out about, about mm-hmm. that. It could be really out of feeling of helplessness when your kid is going through something like yeah, that. Yeah, they were wondering if they do. needed to take me anywhere. Like, they, yeah, they were worried I was like abused or something yeah. and I was processing it because they couldn't console me yeah um but i work with some kids who like have night terrors and well like i think it's more related to like the cortisol levels and your feeling of like control yeah and the children are closer to the The spirit yeah Yeah, spiritual spiritual they're just so born so so i think there's a lot there the two main nightmares that i remember is one i'm running down a dock and it's endless dock and i'm running 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 and all of a sudden the the ocean turns from blue to red and devils oh, rise out like whoa. demon looking maybe the devils from is there devils in hercules like those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. those like Her- he's made of fire yeah that guy <laughs> like out of the but not cartoon like legit scary as fuck like waking up as a kid and be like oh no 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 and the other one is swimming and it's a restaurant but there's a tank with a big shark <gasps> and it's swimming after me yep i have I'm a lot of those to... where as soon as the shark's about to get me yeah. i wake up yep Nope, never died in a dream. I don't know if that's a real thing or really like uh, wasn't that was that Inception? You die in a dream, you die in real life. Yep. But um, well, I used to have a lot of falling ones. But when I did have lucid dreams, I loved it. Yep. Lots of flying, yeah. lots of sex. Very common, especially <laughs> was like as I just turned into like adult manhood. I was that's when I would get a lot of those lucid dreams. And there's actually a science behind lucid dreaming. If you want to do that, there's a bunch of things you can do. Steps. There's yeah. lights you can put on yourself that enhance it. Mugwort. Writing down your dreams every morning is something yep. you're supposed to do to enhance them. If that's interesting to you. Um, but anyway, let's move all past this and go to my bachelorette dream because I had to That'll watch. That'll transition us into the yeah, recap. Totally. I had to watch on Monday this week because I was going camping. So I wanted to just get it out of the way. And I usually don't watch on Monday. So it was fresh in my mind. I literally fell asleep 10 minutes after it was over. Okay. 10, 15 minutes after it was over. Fresh. I wake up. One of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. And the first thing I had to do was text my co-host so I didn't forget exactly what it was. So, Jamie, if you want to read that text, I might have to bleep some stuff out. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But we'll see what what I sent you. Okay. Holy shit. Before I lose it. (laughs) Okay. This is from Kyle's perspective. I was at the bachelor house. Gabby is the only bachelorette. I watched last night in my real waking life. She had a lot of issues connecting with people, but in the dream, we hit it off immediately. She needs to pick someone to win, and it's clear that I'm headed towards that. We kiss, get a date filmed, etc., end up watching a Rangers game with Grocery Store Joe. Yes, that was a fun part. He talks about how my life is going to change, um, and I'm just going to make TikToks and be rich and travel (laughs) for the rest of my life, which is the path these days. Before the final scene of her picking, there's a party. Karaoke goes down. Jason Bateman <laughs> sings a melody of a bunch of my favorite songs. Incredible part That's of the so dream. So weird. It was great. I can't wait to go up, but before I can, Haley, current partner, hmm. comes out of nowhere and performs and is very sad looking at me. My heart sinks and I realize I just completely forgot about her. She leaves after her performance and doesn't say anything. I'm putting on my tux, conflicted and sad, but keep thinking about my grocery store Joe conversation and get pretty excited. I wake up and I'm double devastated. 
One, because I'm about to happily betray Haley. And two, because I will not be making TikToks on the Amalfi Coast with Sweet Gabby. Sadness. (laughs) I remember I woke up and I... I could feel you were... I tried to go back to sleep so hard for like that first five to ten minutes just so I could have a chance of that fake life that I was about to have. But isn't it just fascinating how I was watching that? And it was... I woke up at two or three o'clock in the morning, I remember. Stayed up for about an hour and then fell back asleep. And then that's when I had the the vivid dream. There's something there. If I was more scientific i'm sure young would have something to say there's something about like you're not in your full you're not in your full rem and there's something about the vividness of the dream i don't know about it but we'll maybe we'll look it up for a future episode but how cool is that i had a bachelorette dream at the at the mansion got to do some yoki with my guy jason bateman that's awesome it seems like a guy who wouldn't want the time of day to hang out but yeah the dream so that was really cool yeah we'll take it yeah guy, it was that song um that i've been i actually had a different dream about karaoke in the song when i still really (laughs) so maybe i'll wait till i perform yeah and then then, uh, and then talk about it but yeah fascinating stuff we don't know much about dreams we don't it's just so abstract and it's just well, so cool. I, I think I said there's a lot to unpack there. And that was well, what do you I got? Said. Do you have anything to uh, uh, that you would like to unpack in that? Yeah, I mean, recently we've been talking about like how well in your career I think you would do if you made a TikTok yes. and like were able to do your comedy on TikTok and right. be discovered in that way. And I think these people who do go on and, you know, I signed you up for The Bachelorette yeah. and like if you did get this break, to be seen by people that's the, that yeah, actually right. is probably part of what you would like yeah, to happen. That's it, that is. So there's like an aspect of it that's I like. It's like almost you're manifesting mm-hmm. in your dreams what it is that you're wanting. Yeah. And you just got back into this relationship, mm-hmm. which requires a whole nother layer of commitment on top of this commitment you're trying to give your work and your career and all of that. And so there might be a little bit of conflict yeah. in between what energy you can oh, give Jesus. to both. <laughs> don't, don't address me in front of our listeners. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, I'll just leave it at that. A little taste <laughs> test. <laughs> no, that's, uh, those are good points. No, I'm, um, yeah, I'm liking this season. I like the emotions of Oh I my like gosh, Gabby I can't wait person. to talk about this episode. No commercial break. You want to just go right into it? I have to use the toilet. Let's have a commercial break. James got to use the toilet. We will be right back. little more emotional in this one is the feelings are starting to develop yeah usually episode three is like snooze fest like just the typical dates but things feel like they're moving so much faster yeah connections are connections are starting to truly form and some deep personal traumas blooming in this uh in this process Classic. that's happening quick yep. maybe because they had to split up and they're realizing how quick they're gonna have to make decisions where the lead can kind of like go from 22 to 14 to and they're kind of like I... splitting up so I think that's why it's going fast, yes. And I think it's getting emotional fast because they've mentioned the whole episode 
there's a lot of switching of power happening yes, that doesn't which normally we, happen. Which we uh, forebode is that <laughs> it, yeah. early on in one of our sessions or our podcasts, we're like, oh, this is good. This is why they wanted two opposite women. This yeah. is why they wanted this because they're going to eventually be power imbalances that happen. Yep. So for the women in the women's world, very emotional. It starts off, they're talking like it's very deep. All this stuff is happening. And then the men, it's becoming <laughs> like a contest as yeah. it always does. Even with the women. We mentioned last week how 29 men get together in a house you're just asking for trouble and while it is that trouble normally starts from a lot of competition it's in the blood of men and women differently i guess in a way to win this competition yeah and we've mentioned on all the versions of our podcast that especially in the beginning for both the bachelor and bachelorette it can feel more like a competition of the best bachelor like the best person instead of finding the perfect match for a relationship right right, right? right. and i think when you're there and it's all you think about. I think like the the leads become more desirable than like maybe they Absolutely. really are. And I think that's why most of the relationships the don't trophy. work out. They're the trophy of winning the yeah, contest. Yeah, it's like, oh, that person's getting attention. Now I want attention. It's like, wait, do you yeah. really like this person right. or and no? That, and this is why the show is what it is. I know. It's designed to do this. <laughs> we have to remember that. It's yeah. always hard. Okay, so the episode opens as the men are discussing who's into who as far as either Gabby or Rachel. Yeah. And for some it's clear. And for a couple of them it's unclear. Yeah. Which I don't think... Is weird. No. No, not at all. Not at all. It's been, what, Especially 12 if they days haven't the been most... able to talk with them. Yeah, they barely How would they talk to know? them. And it's, it's so hard. And the women want them to yeah, go Yeah, the women faster. on the other side are like, I'm sketched by the guys yes, lingering I was in the middle. It's up. like, wait that... a minute. Have you talked to everybody? Rachel <laughs> talks with Gabby outside and says, the guys who are still in the middle and haven't chosen a woman themselves yet, that's kind of sketch. And I was going to ask if you agree. Obviously, no, you don't no, agree. No, I don't Being agree. Being in the house is probably why, again, they are more isolated. So that all they have to do is think about it. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're like... No, you're supposed to want me now. Like you need to want me now. Oh, somebody put up. Somebody put on Reddit that it um, reminds. She reminds them of the housekeeper for Hallie. Is that it? In oh, Parent Chessie? Trap. Yes, Chessie. Do you see any of that in Gabby? We have to maybe do a little rewatch. Maybe the personality. Um, they look alike. Yeah, like similar mouths. Lips. Yeah. I did. It, I rewatched it not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody wrote that. Movie I was like a little time. bit. I was like, I guess a little bit. Not a huge. Not huge. I she's like, so um, big. <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, she's a great character. I'm gonna go so whip something up too. real quick. I, so when I watched that last year, I'm wearing year a Chessie again. shirt right now. Yeah, I could go wipe my tear. Chessie shirt. Um, she's I remember a great finding character out in that movie. That her name was Chessie and not Jesse. Yeah, that is a major. Uh, that's because that's why I think someone said someone's like this major Chessie vibes, and I was like, who the fuck is Chessie? And then they put a picture. I was like, oh, Chessie. Of course, I remember yeah, that. Of and course, Martin. now. And then she ends up with Martin, spoiler alert, in the end. That was just a a great one. As I think about movies as like a writer sometimes, I was like, that whole, like having housekeepers on both sides, it's just like, what a great pacing. That movie's amazing. Parent Trap. And the fashion is. Music. I downloaded Top of the World by Show and Knife recently. It's uh, really, check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) I wrote down they need to make a bobblehead of Gabby. It would be perfect because she's got a beautiful big head and I've never seen someone nod her head so much, especially right in now. this episode. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's her, her homeostasis. <laughs> no, I, I find it really cute. But now that if you haven't noticed it yet, now when you're watching, you'll definitely <laughs> notice it a lot. So hopefully they make a, a Gabby so bobblehead. I'll get it. All right. So. Quincy reads the first date card of the episode and tries to be dramatic. I think he says, I'm like, today's the beginning of her love story. Love Rachel or something. <laughs> he says it very funny if you, if you watch it back. Like it goes to Zach. Um, I believe that's his name. I have yeah, him, I was like, I, who are you? <laughs> I have him as a young Willem Dafoe. 
Do you, oh, have, any, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. have any uh, celebrity look like? He looks very familiar. He talks very talk show host. Yeah, he's he's formal. He's a formal. He's I, former, I kept writing formal, down. He's twenty five. Even before the date, I was like, this guy's like prom king. Yeah, he like they had good chemistry right off the bat. Like they had a big kiss right out the gate, right out right as he gets out the limo. <laughs> yes, we have a very colorful dress from Rachel, and there's reason why we meet Karamo. And I think oh, you've talked about Queer Eye before. I fucking love So you knew who it was already. Oh, yeah. Okay. You haven't watched it yet? No. Oh, Kyle. It's so good. Yeah, you said that in the past. So wholehearted. Yeah. And these men are great. What happens on Queer Eye for the straight guy? They, um, make, they dress so, him? So there's five guys and, or people, because um, Jonathan is non-binary. Mm. And they each have their own domain. So, like, Jonathan does hair um self-care like hygiene and like how to care for yourself um feel good about yourself um tan france does the dressing Hmm. antony does like lifestyle like connecting through cooking and meals um bobby burke does the they he redoes their house um usually and then karamo is like the life coach which he didn't do enough of that in my opinion i thought he was gonna really it just seemed very fashion to me yeah, which is Tan. I don't know why he was doing that. Yeah. It was all about Tan. They must have cut a lot of about course, his work. Do, but yeah. Karamo does like the, he's the one who, when people are looking to change their life, the other ones are kind of superficial, right? Mm-hmm. Like what I look like, what I feel like or whatever. And he does the, what's like their self-esteem. Like therapy yeah, yeah, therapy yeah. basically. He's really good. He's on the Russell Brand podcast. It's a really good episode. So somebody says, I want to go on the show and what? I want to be more feminine. I want to tap into my feminine side. I want Usually to- they get nominated by somebody where it's like they've gotten stuck in a pattern yeah. where they're not caring for Just themselves. Guy. They're not living <laughs> up to their potential or they lost their wife and they're stuck and okay. haven't been able to get out of their so, Crocs yeah, it's and like tie-dye a, shirts. A, and a very unique form of life coaching. It's of them therapy. coming out of their shell and, and knowing that they have more power and they can they can show more of who they She's are. She's been on for a be long more time. Confident. Still on? So it goes on? This is like the reboot of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, he seemed like he had a good vibe, this Karamo. Yeah, he's... He, oh, he's great. I love yeah. him so much. Um, and they get told that they're going to get to go to movie premiere. Yes. And before that movie premiere, we go back to the house. Gabby yep. joins the testosterone cabin and I looks to... I was so <laughs> excited for this. Right. I'm like, ooh, this is awesome. You would She's think she'd get be the kind of woman time. that would easily connect this in, this, in this scene. Yep. At least that's what I would have thought. She's looking to chill. She's looking to talk. She wants guys to maybe be a little she more. She wants effort and commitment. Is which like, is, I yeah. don't think the guys, they're still in the light, lighter process as we saw in the opening scene of the episode. The guys, they edit it to like seem like they're way more focused on the throwing of the football, which is very funny. Or that they're just awkward and they don't know what yeah. to do. Some and... of them don't aren't into Gabby too. So they don't, so that so whole dynamic. they're probably ignoring her. Exactly. And the yeah. other ones, like some guys just aren't super made out for that, like take you aside and look you deep in the eyes and what she wanted yeah. it could be really hard to, to get there but um i just got again they did they made the edit around they this whole episode to be, to be a content this whole episode was like based on how it's a contest for a winner as opposed to love yeah gabby was a former denver broncos cheerleader i believe mm. and she's very crabby about the football some passive aggression <laughs> was coming in from her she's getting frustrated as the guys aren't paying enough minds they yeah. said and this is where i start thinking like Gabby is not a great fit for a lot of these guys. I know. Or the typical guy that would go on The Bachelor. Yeah. She might be realizing this a little bit too, how Rachel is much more of the typical cookie-cutter Bachelor, how it's been in the franchise, the kind of guys they cast. There's not many 
guys that beat to their own drum that we've seen yet. Maybe I, it takes I'll, longer. I, at the end of this episode particularly, but throughout, I'm like, I don't know if there's anybody here for Gabby. No, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, not, like, there are people there for Gabby, but I don't know if her match is in, yeah. the, in the mix. Yeah, and the episode zigs back and forth, so we go back yes. to Rachel and Zach are trying on different outfits. I know women would probably love this date. I wasn't thrilled with it. I was. I don't want to. <laughs> Wait, wanna. I was thinking that because I was like, ooh, this sounds really fun, and I could tell Rachel was excited, and Zach was just like, okay. Yeah, we'll do our like, best here. Sure. He did a he good job. He made some good jokes. Yeah, he was, like, he was... He He's had, a good match with Rachel. I think because they're real, they, have, they both have this cruise ship director yes. kind of yeah, attitude. Absolutely, thing. prom king and queen is just what I kept yeah. writing. writing yeah, down a little, about uh, it. little dry. Um, yeah, I just think they have very similar the personalities and like types, and they, I can see it working. And then they go back to Gabby, who has nothing to do but pace and overthink at her, yeah. her house. And this brews up some major wounds yes. for her as she cries in the confessional for the first time. The people I wanted to be loved by didn't. Yes. And why does that keep happening? And it's like, okay, there's some childhood trauma. And meanwhile, obviously. again, it cuts real quick to like a guy making a one hand catch. Also, <laughs> 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 it's like you see the two opposite sides of a general gender. Which here's some off camera tea. Gabby's mom was posting on Facebook after this episode really? and basically said everything she's saying is true. Mm. And I do want to reconnect with her and I hope we can through Jeez. all of this, but I. Well, I do want to own up that I wasn't a perfect parent yeah. and not a lot of what she's saying is true. And I love her and care about her and hope to reconnect with her. It's so interesting. If I had five years ago, if I had talked to this podcast, I'd be like, what a shitty mom. How could you do that? And now I'm like, it's so much more complicated than that. There's, There's so much complexity. It's generational. There's things that, you know, I just stacked think, upon I mean, stacked. what I like about this and that Gabby's facing this is like, this is what she would have to face in any relationship yeah like this stuff will come up yes. and so she's having she's she's entered a crash course yes as you say on my relationship woundings yeah and that's why i think like this journey for her not to get use the corny word but it's like true. this reason experience for her is bringing that up and yeah. i like that she's processing through it it's uncomfortable yeah. and she's wanting to give up this everyone is, always wants to this give up. is the transformative experience of getting to know yourself we talk about it every season yep. it's like i'm the bachelorette i'm Can't gonna be rich and famous this is gonna men. be so much fun <laughs> i have all these guys to pick from i'm gonna fall in love it's gonna be amazing and then they're it's like, like going to therapy you're yeah, like oh, i'm gonna get thing. i'm gonna feel better in my life and it's like not right away nope, like nope, you're nope. gonna have to go through yeah. a lot of shit first. yeah i was just talking about how and for me with therapy which i also started last year i was holding on to so much that i wasn't talking out loud about to anyone because i hate burdening like a friend or a family member and I, and finally i had someone who i was paying who was willing to train to listen to yeah. me so i unloaded for the first like two months of therapy i unloaded all these things i've been carrying around and i felt free yeah. i felt like i was soaring through the sky i was this changed man i was like everything was going to happen and then it was like a plateau and then i realized mm -hmm. there's a reason why it's plateauing there's a million things that i have never even yeah. thought about and that i'm carrying Great. and then i had to go into that and then it was like a really harsh period yes. where i wanted Uncharted to quit waters. all the time <laughs> it's fascinating how that works so it is very similar here where but you get a ton of people wouldn't confront it and they'd leave they'd do anything she is like you I said agree. very I good props to her very strong uh, i woman. think that'll bring her closer to really finding who it is she needs yeah so then we have tino reads gabby's date card very emotionally uh eric who says 
Three's a crowd. Yeah, <laughs> if you go back and watch, it's very funny. Okay. Eric pumps his fist like he like the Giants just got a big first down. Yeah. Um, and I was like, uh, I think I wrote down, Gabby, how can you be sad with that sunset? It was like a beautiful sunset shot. You remember that the sunset in the Infinity Pool? But of course, it doesn't matter when you're in that journey. Yeah, I would feel more sad than that. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> be in my feels. It was beautiful though, the California sunset. I get it. Back to the date, though, with Rachel. And it's a fake red carpet at El Capitan, the movie theater on Hollywood Boulevard. I wrote, Rachel and Zach are both equal parts fake and talk show hosts. Yes. Very much so. Very Ryan Seacrest <laughs> and Kelly Ripa, kind of almost. But <laughs> they, the two are. I, I would like to know what it feels like to be on a red carpet. I See, I wrote, compared to the last part of the date, I would love this part yeah. of the date, where I'm like... Like I have a like, there's all these people looking at us, and I have a connection with my significant other. We're yeah. like whispering things to each other. This is so fucking weird. I'm whispering jokes to her yeah. as this is happening. I would love like a real like uh, red know. carpet. My I, would, I would very much like that. Celebrities, I would like to yeah. know what it feels like for a day. It's a cool ass idea. They put a fake movie together of both Rachel and Zach's individual home movies. Yeah, which it was cute. They're a big deal in our family. I know, home movies. Sweet. I, I, I was do crying. The, yeah, was, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Did you cry? No, I did not cry oh, because okay. I don't have any emotional connection to these two people. If it was oh. Gabby, I might have got oh, okay. a little quicker. I, see, I, I just don't care as much. I about was crying because they were crying. And yeah, was, no, I, I completely understand why they were crying. Experience. I wonder the psychological effect, little tangent, on making your kids be on camera when they're kids, like how we were all the time. And so, have you ever thought about that? Especially in like us in the '90s, it was like. Do you know if we like when we would record home videos? Did we watch it right away? Not or always. Or did we not watch them until we were older? No, we would watch them not, but like a month later is my instinct. I'm not sure if that's correct. Dad can maybe call in. Like yeah. he did that one time and we I couldn't like record it and we couldn't play that. I don't remember. But just like the fact that how like I am loving, be- I love being in front of the camera now. Yeah. So I wonder if that had anything to do with like, like there were some times where we didn't know it was filming and sometimes like Kyle do something funny or something like yeah. that. So I have to oh, imagine the psychology of, of being a, of a kid on those. But Anyway, it's just so different than now where all kids have access to cameras and like every Sally or Greg has a TikTok and they're trying to do this. Or like on Instagram, like you're, you have a kid and you're just posting photos of your kid. Your kid is growing up in front of all of these strangers. I don't think that's cool. I don't want to I think the kid needs consent. But it's like, but I understand because the amount that I record Darcy. Yeah. I'm going to want to do that to, I know, to my <laughs> right. own child. The but thing like, is, Darcy I will never be conscious of the right. thing where the kid will eventually be maybe not have wanted that. Yeah. I, I will always like blur out the face or something at least. Yeah, I don't think I think that's think just I the right thing to do. That. But I understand also wanting to just share your a complete happiness with your kid or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. or just act like you're not in postpartum depression or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I feel as though watching home movies of my significant other... Or my own with a significant other mm-hmm. is a great way to connect in a way that you can't in really any yeah. other way. Because like the, anyone who I fall in love with now, I don't know how they were as a child. Know, so you yeah. want to see those things. Oh, I would love to see I love little all those pictures things. of Baby Max. Yeah, I've never Max seen adorable. videos, but... Yeah, I just think I used to, even with a couple of my exes, we watched my home videos and I felt like a bigger connection after that. You can see that's exactly what happens with Rachel and Zachy. Little Rachel was unsurprisingly adorable. (laughs) A little gap in her tooth, like just very cute. Very Very cute tribute from Zach's mom on screen. It seems like he comes from a lot of love, which is a theme in this episode too with mothers. And Rachel started crying at this point I wrote down. I can't, I'm not surprised at all. Watching him cry. Yeah, he was, (laughs) I think I was yelling. I was like, oh, sweet boy, just cry. It's okay like he was trying to hold it and then he looked yeah. at her it was like uncomfortable but of it course. was sweet but it's like Always. 
you're getting really intimate and emotional on the first mm-hmm. date is yeah. really uncomfortable it for is, a lot of people. Totally, totally normal reaction. They're nervous and cute. Yeah. Um and then they share their shared experience of their dads taking them to airports and watching planes. And I think all of a sudden that was like, you know, like in the beginning when you connect with people, you, if you have similar experiences, yeah. it's like, oh my God, this person's meant for yes, me. Absolutely. And then it's like, okay, well, it's more than that. Like yes. there's a lot more. It's a great way to have initial connection, like but a, it's not going to give you a happy relationship. Right. But yeah. I thought that was sweet. That yeah, they're like, oh my sweet. gosh, that happened to you. I've never met anybody yeah, like that. Even and though it's there's like, tons oh, of people, yeah. but that's cool. It's amazing. No, I think they have chemistry. Yeah. He gets the date rose, obviously. And like, he's mature for 25. He seems like a good dude on the first, my, the first what vibe and first instinct. 26? I don't know. I don't remember. We have to look that up. Yeah. So he obviously gets the date rose, be around for a long time. And then we got the yin and the yang. We got the yin and the yang. Back to a wounded Gabby comes to pick up her date and uh, says <laughs> he should be nervous for the third because it mentioned for three's a crowd. Yes. And it turns out to be none other than the most natural star I've ever seen <laughs> on The Bachelor born, or Bachelor. A star born Grandpa, Grandpa John. John. And Grandpa John is a randy man. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> he asked what, what he has, a king. He has a bunch of jokes that he's not afraid of the camera at all. Nope. Gets in the back of the car with Eric. <laughs> he's and so he's sweet. like, he, I think Eric says he just moved to Santa Monica. He'd come up and he's like, what's in Santa Monica? Good looking chicks. Yeah. <laughs> so um, funny. Did you catch that like, Eric is a little pissed. I was going to ask your, I didn't, I saw some people had that opinion. I wasn't sure if that's how the vibe you got too. It wasn't fully the vibe I, that I, I couldn't tell if he was upset or just how he, if he was nervous. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like this is totally, a, that's, a lot of pressure. Everyone right off loves Grandpa John. She loves her Grandpa John. I, I also think there might've been a little disappointment because that it's, it's not like, just them. It's not, yeah, it's not just yeah. them. And he had yeah. that comment when they were bowling that, like, can't wait to yes. just have a, our time. Absolutely. Um, that's, that was the next question I had. Do you think Eric felt comfortable around Grandpa Jack? I guess that's a different question. It, it wasn't great. Again, I would not like it if no. my first date with someone I liked brought their grandparent. I would yeah, be like, oh, man. But also, like, it's like that in, con- in conjunction with, I've, got, I've just got my eye on him from those, like, first comments yes. he made that first episode yeah. of, like, being upset that he didn't get a rose. And now he's like a little upset that yeah. he's not alone on this he's date. He's not getting it's like, full attention. Mm, he's not going to be able to shine. There might as be as some toxic John. traits here. Yeah, we're still not sure yet. Yeah, he's um. We'll Don't see. know him. We shall see. Yeah. So Grandpa John and his white sweater show up to a very cool date. <laughs> I believe uh, Kershna. So and of course, that's her name. She leads what, what she calls a sound, a sound ceremony. Yeah. yeah. I presume you've heard of this before. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, went I, to I one. have not. Heard it's nice. Of this. Yeah, it seemed like an awesome date. I would have loved it. Uh, Gabby says it'll be good for her at the moment. I'd agree because she's kind of like getting wrapped up in her own yeah, head. Yeah, and she was really able to bit. like, I think she got vulnerable too in there saying like starting to state her worries and her insecurities mm-hmm. and fears. And I think she really is putting herself out there yeah. and trying to wants see. Wants to do the process the right way. If, like she wants to be vulnerable with the guys. Yeah, they said intentions. Gabby was Gabby's was very sweet. Like you just kind of said it. I yep. don't know if they showed Eric's. I don't think they did. I, I didn't write it down if they did. Um, yeah, he it. said he wanted oh. to be present. His intention okay. was he wanted to be present. He did his best. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> it seems to be a little woo-woo for Grandpa John. But he's, he's being a good Sweet sport. Still cracking jokes. <laughs> yeah. He's got a great attitude, too. At the end, he yeah. says, at this age, any new experience is a good experience. And mm-hmm. I just love that. I love to see... A lot of people, a lot of old people go the opposite way where yeah. they get scared and they're like, no, I need to I just stay in yeah. my little comfort zone. And that's when you die, right? When you stop evolving, stop having new experiences. So Grandpa John just gets A plus in every category. He's just really cool. True star. 
and it goes over and I think he, it, it's over and he goes now where's my beer <laughs> Which is to show that yeah it's not normal his thing so then they go bowling and of course I really love this whole date because I know I would love this date with a funny yeah. grandpa yes. oh my god as I proclaimed through my Gemini-ness and personality I love a balance of those two things so the sound ceremony mixed with a two dollar beer stinky bowling alley yeah, is I like love a bowling. perfect I gotta it, go bowling uh, now perfect thing probably to me the most attractive guy in the house do you have a Eric? Oh, yeah, yeah no. he, it's For not me. really that yes. close either there's not like as far as the men the kind of men i'm attracted to there's just not many to for me to pick from yeah. no, i thought the, some of the guys that went home early tino hot. tino's hot some of the guys that went home early i thought were really attractive but mm-hmm. as far as what's like bedminster uh, i know it's a heavy republican area but well, that's, that's what sure for what day. is your take on a recent move to la yeah, that's interesting. I don't know how recent would that have been because it's obviously well, that's sketch. part of the reason why he came out here. He's got the face. He's got maybe he's just wanted to make moves. It's like, oh, the bachelor's good for a career or whatever. So a it's reality tough. TV yeah, career. It's a thing. It's I mean, as we say, it's there's something amazing about it where these people just kind of yeah, not guilty, right? <laughs> not guilty. Can't say anything too bad about it. But as far as just the bare bones of falling in love, it's probably not what ideal for someone who's so emotionally invested like Gabby right now. Yeah. But he's a little reserved. She's, she's 31, so she's ready. Yeah, she's ready to go. He's a little reserved, but not too reserved because he's he does some bowling, so he does some yeah, things he where he's to able engage. to get out of his zone. He does. He's very good at bowling, which I think could be attractive to people. Yeah, he was funny. He did that between the legs thing, which I was attracted to. Um, I can see <laughs> uh, some people going a little crazy for him as a bachelor at this point. If we don't see, it, if we mm. if he ends up not being that mm. fuckboy energy that you that you see, which is probably maybe what he wants. Sure. What do you think about him and Gabby overall? Well, let's. Can we talk about the dinner portion and then Absolutely. talk about Good that? Good point. Yeah, great call. Okay, so first, Grandpa John meets a young woman <laughs> who uh, maybe five years younger than him who bowls with them, and it's um, a common misconception that old people don't consummate. Did you know that? I have some stats. Oh yeah, no, in the retirement <laughs> homes they go at it like. That's frickin- where we know. In fact. It might be a reason you keep your dad or mom out of a retirement home. (laughs) I've got some statistics here. According to a 3,000 older adult study, society has developed a preconceived notion that older people are no longer capable of or interested in having sex. However, the statistics do not support this belief at all. In fact, the numbers are staggering. 73% of respondents who are 57 to 64 years of age identified as sexually active. 53% 53% of respondents who are 65 to 74 years of age are sexually active. And then 20, more than a fourth, 26% of respondents who are 75 to 85 years of age. I remember when I first learned what sex was, there was 0% chance that my parents were having sex. <laughs> there was zero. And they were in their upper, upper 30s probably sure, at sure, that sure. point. So it's so funny to think about that. And unfortunately, the level of don't give a fuck goes up as you age too. Because according to more surprising numbers... STDs. A study performed by Berkeley <laughs> University of California Wellness uncovers significant increases in STIs amongst uh, adults 65 and over between 2010 and 2014. Chlamydia increased by 52%. Syphilis, 65%. Gonorrhea went up by 90% in, <laughs> once you hit 65 between 2010 and 2014. That's crazy. All right. Anyway, just a quick aside Why for you out there to get a little. <laughs> I think it's cool though. It's like really. I Fuck think it's yeah. just when you're that old. Jesus. I've always said I was like I've, I've never done heroin, but when I hit 85, shoot me up. You and if you've lost your partner and then you're in a retirement home and it's it's like it's a bachelor house. Exactly. Why aren't they supposed to have an older age? Yeah, they put bachelor? out casting for that a while. Maybe Grandpa John. I don't see how you can pick someone better. The next than bachelor. That. Yeah, it's oh. funny how that works, right? Fuck. 
So anyway, to more emotional matters, we yeah, head to yeah. the most emotional scene Woo! of the season yeah. thus far. A non-dinner dinner date between Gabby and Erich. <laughs> and uh, Erich. <laughs> they, uh, they get deep fairly quickly. Eric says relationships are hard and it's easy to give up. And I definitely struggle with that. When it goes from feeling perfect to not perfect, yeah. my first thing, my first instinct is, well, if it's not perfect, I'm just going to find someone else to be perfect for a month. But that's, yeah. you have to remember, I, life, at yeah. least for me, is more complete when I am in a partnership. And it's that real partnership, not just that beginning, just just loving everything perfect about yeah. each other. Impossible for I that would to, say, to like, happen. With Max, it's the most I've stuck with a relationship, even though it's gotten hard. Other ones, like I've broken up. We both had with that them. instinct where just to and leave once it gets rough. I would say it's taught me more about like genuine love with yeah, somebody else than anything lasts. else. Yeah, that's just like you go through these things together, and if you can come out on the other side genuinely, not holding resentment, and just like loving each other deeply, it really is incredible. And yet, I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you don't believe Eric? No. Okay. I don't believe what he's saying of like, I mean, he talks about his family, right? How he yes. wants a deep love, how it takes work and all of this. Yeah. It's, it comes uh, a little insincere to yeah, you. Yeah. I don't know if he really knows because his reactions to Gabby sharing what she yes, shares so. towards the end, it was fine. I don't know what went on in between. They can edit it. So yeah. I want to give him the benefit That's of the, the doubt. We don't know. Felt a little bit like, he. Bleh. yeah. So know. Gabby asked Eric about his parents' relationship. Yes. And what can you, therapist Jamie, tell us about how, in basic layman terms, on how our parents' relationship affects our future romantic relationships? Um, I think it could go one of two ways. Either you want what your parents had or you want the opposite of yeah, what your parents had. Totally. Either way, you're setting yourself up for a non-authentic version of yeah. what you genuinely want or need. It'll be whatever you want. Yeah. But it's like you can get pictures of what it is that you do like. Like Eric really likes that they always come back to mm. one another, even though they can be stubborn and angry with each other. Like they still love each other at the end of the day. So he might really value commitment yeah. because he sees that with his parents. And then for Gabby not having that she also might value commitment because she didn't have that you know yes, what i mean totally so it can go both ways but i know learning like a lot of what you want like you said you just observe you're so spongy at that age yeah. as being a kid that it's really important that you're respectful to each other as parents even if just for the kids for yourselves of yeah, course first and foremost but it's up. so important because it definitely i think it's just it's so it's so you're so impressionable on how your love will look at that age yeah i think too like even if you don't have a relationship, typical mom, dad, 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 mom, mom relationship, it's also really important you set up your style and relationships just parent to child. Mm. So like yeah. if you're a character. That's just, yeah, that's yeah. really important. The way they react to you is what you're also going to look for in a relationship. Yeah. And that's perfectly segues into we know a little bit about yes. Gabby's divorced parents and I couldn't help but think she was almost eric's parents parents didn't love each other did you know yeah. that at all it's like so, so you can trauma bond yeah, over yeah. that a little bit absolutely just briefly i wonder well, if that this is that whole conversation of like baggage like i'm too messy yes. or i have too much stuff or is he gonna love me like what she's talking about to me is like not that no not at all uncommon no. or big of a deal yeah but the way she's getting worked up about it mm. and the fear of being unlovable because of, of course the fact that her mom no, didn't love her to her mind yeah never feeling a mother's the way love she wanted to she like said. it was unconditional so there's grief there and, and i wrote down that edit they edited it to look like eric doesn't respond yes i, I can't think 
I can't imagine like, that he just sat there. Yeah, quiet. I can't. I can't. He's too no, articulate. I, and, and because there was a shift at one point where it was like her explaining, feeling very comfortable, yeah. emotional. And then all of a sudden they went back to her and she was like, uh, 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 right. I need to go. Yes, exactly. So I don't so know what, what happened yeah. there. If it was her. It's possible, I guess. Or if he, he just, wasn't responding and then she yeah. got all worked up. Yes, yeah, she needed um, to say the right thing and didn't. But yeah, know. she ends up taking she bounces. what feels like a good amount of time yeah. away. And he starts to look angry. Like he's shaking his head. Oh, it's funny how I don't. You don't take it as no, anger. I didn't take it as anger. I had a little confusion and a little, what should I do? Is it? And I thought, do you sure. think the right thing to do would have been to get up and and fall and, and see how she was? I'm spoiled yeah. <laughs> because what I've been shown from Max <laughs> is when I have emotions about something and I start to name, I feel insecure that like I'm being really vulnerable right now. He will connect with me, either like put a hand on my mm-hmm. leg or my arm and say like, let him out. Like yeah. he. You can feel what you're feeling right now. So that now. would be the best ideal thing you think Eric could have of done. Of like, there. I'm here with you. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that's what I thought. I don't think this is too much. Like, like kind of reassure yeah. that I'm here and with again, you. It's the first date. <laughs> that's the problem with this, right? So I also <laughs> recognize that too. Like, if that had happened on Max and I's first date, I think, like, if I had been that vulnerable, yeah. I think it would have. Right. Or if he was that vulnerable to me and yeah. I had to hold space for his yeah. big emotions, I think I would have been like, oh. But this is the journey. This is the expedited journey this that they signed the up for. So, so you know what? I have a it. lot more compassion for Eric now because I do think at how he ended up yeah. explaining things, I do think he has it in him. It just is, he was caught off guard. Like, yes. Gabby's just in a different place. She's than in he a is. different place mentally. She was having to spend time by herself. More. Like we yeah. said earlier in the episode, she's can't help but compare herself to how Rachel is just such a typical bachelorette and I'm sure she's thinking a lot about that right now and she's just so atypical and that's just getting into her head and she's just I think she's having a hard time I just don't understand how she's atypical just as a bachelorette She's definitely atypical as a bachelorette. I think Katie was atypical as a bachelorette. Too. And this like isn't Caitlin like, Bristow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they just are. And that's probably can get to you. And when you have time to overthink things. And not to mention, like, she's already feeling rejection. Yeah. And now she is doing the hard thing, being vulnerable, doesn't want to get yep. rejected, needs Crying, the help of producers. I'm getting so much more attracted to her as she's just this tough, goofy exterior mixed with the tender inside. Exactly. I, was like, I like seeing this other side. Yeah, she's and really. And she is able to come back. Yes. And talk about how her capacity for her feelings kind of opens her. I wonder how much real time went went through. I I want to know that too. Because she was just sitting there drinking wine and it looked like in shot of Eric. And I wasn't just chilling, just doesn't know what to do really. Yeah, I I hope that wasn't the case. Like maybe that was after their date that she was doing that. Maybe they made it seem like it was during. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, she does, they do connect again. They reconnect. She goes in his lap. It was a very sweet moment. Yeah. Eric accepts the rose. And, and he says, I'm, I want to do my best to open up. Yeah. I'm committed to this and I yeah. will try I to meet you. I don't know if you've read anything. I, didn't, I don't have major red flags yet about him. I have some yellow, but nothing. there's nothing been like, wow, this guy's really out for fame. And no, 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 I just think, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I just want to wait and see. Um, I think right now I don't see a better match for Gabby. That always happens after the date. Mm-hmm. But I, even so more so than Nate, I just feel like there's it's a little deeper. I think she's more into him than yeah. she is Nate. Yes, overall. But I, Nate's I agree. a lot in like very much more she like, says, openly into Gabby. She, than what's really Eric. cool is she realized it though. She says like, I'm the imperfect bachelorette and and it's in some people's eyes that will be perfect. And I and I didn't say anything. I was like, I just raised my hand. I was like, yeah, I'm in my eyes. Like, yeah. Perfect. Because it's imperfect. real. It's so real. And it's cool that it can be hard to ground yourself there probably yeah. when you're on the show. Oh so gosh. it was really good to see that she did that. 
And if Rachel's not having a similar experience, yes. then it's like, ooh, is this a place where having somebody else there is great? Or yeah. you're just like, oh no. Yeah, this I'm is how it's supposed to be, now. and I'm failing. Yeah. Then, okay, so then we have a group date with the hilarious photographer, Franco. Is that mm-hmm. his name? He's in every season he's been in. I think yeah. he's been in every season that I've seen. So far, like lately. Yeah, okay. They're in uh, wedding dresses, which is a bachelor is so classic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this at all. The I men, didn't write much about it because it just was happening so fast yeah. and there was so much weird The shit men all on. have specific outfits. Of course, they give Jacob the leaf. And then, I don't know if you caught this. It was the best line in Bachelor history in my head. Oh. It had to be fed to Jacob from producers, I think. There's no way he's this self-aware and self-deprecating enough for this. He says he has two switches, on and moron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch exactly. the moron. I don't think most people didn't catch uh, it. I, I bet your producers were like, this is a great line. You say this. And he had no, no idea. idea. He just thought it was funny. Like, like yeah, I'm on, on and moron. moron. Like, my first oh. instinct my first instinct was like, oh, okay, that's something Jacob would say. And then, like, five seconds went by, my comedian thing. But, but I was like, wait, did he just call himself a moron? Like, oh, <laughs> and so I thought it was so shit. funny. That's I was funny. laughing so hard at the smile that he has. And then like, <laughs> I like him. He seems like a nice enough guy. But uh, I just thought that was, that was so hilarious. Funny. I think I dated somebody, or not dated, but like went on like a Tinder date or something with somebody like him. And he creeps me out. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah, I can see that. Okay. Meatballs dressed up as a baby. Kirk <laughs> is an injured person. Quincy <laughs> is an. It was so funny to see the juxtaposition of people walking by. Quincy is like an assless chaps patient. Yeah. It was funny, but it was we. I'd, I'd hate it. I no. would absolutely hate being on the date. Um, I actually decided on this episode that even if they cast me, I don't think I could go on The Bachelor. I don't think I would go on The Bachelor. I think it's official, making it official. Really? Never say never, but 99% right. would be, I just don't think. And it, it would only be to get, like you said before. It wouldn't be genuine. No, it would be so non-genuine. So it would be me trying to advance my career, end up falling in love, and then it would be a mess. I'd, body issues, every all this stuff would come swarming in. I'd be like, whoa, 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 I'm out of here. Yeah, no, it's not for the faint. No, thanks. And it's not for... Not um, for the strong <laughs> part either. <laughs> like, Sorry. Yeah, let's, let's try to... Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, anyway, just a little humiliating. Well, I, I always said I could never do it because I'm too insecure. So. Yeah, I just think, just like for the guys this date especially, they made them do like the fake proposals... Some took it very seriously, some didn't. I just was cringing through the. Yeah, the I, most I of did it. too. I think it's probably why I didn't write much. Down. But I did like the next. The nighttime yes, Charger Stadium. Haven and Rachel go to a very familiar spot to have for me to have a night talk. The yep. fifty-yard line of an empty NFL stadium, yeah. which let me tell you firsthand, beautiful, very romantic place for a date for sure. It's just this massive like space that you just kind of feel alone and like, but also the center of attention. That's where the Super Bowl was played probably a month or two before that this was filmed. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Rachel's very attracted to Avon. Yeah. Like, you can tell it in her eyes, like, yeah. compared to some of the other guys. She's she was so, loosening up a little more yeah, of it she, around Well, now, she's so had a good run here. We're realizing like, that she's a typical bachelorette. Are into all, the more into her than Gabby by far. And I don't know about the numbers, but I just think they're stronger in their convictions Do with Rachel. Do you think they might have set it up so Gabby's already feeling rejected by the men and then has this whole emotional thing, and then it's, like, three men in a row on this group date tell her yeah in a it very was all set up yeah i think the producers went to the people and said went to the guys this is a great time they to go need let to know go let gabby know yeah you're being the good guy by telling her the absolute truth don't and worry about her not, feelings about it and whatever. they were not prepared and yep. talked oh it was bad yes Absolutely. The things that they said to her were bad. Yeah. I just wanted to say shout Sorry. out to Rachel's <laughs> arm. Very impressive. Yeah. She threw it. There's a really nice spiral. And she was in a mood because you see her, like you just said, she's kissing a bunch of the guys. Yeah. I and like, um, I would say she's like, and she's not full or figured by 
Like, she's an average-sized woman. Yeah. But, like, her figure and her body type is yeah. a lot different than a lot of yeah, the bachelorettes that we've seen. Yeah, it's not model, not supermodel. It's and very I like sexy that. She's sporty and curvy and, and sporty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then we have the opposite for our pal Gab. They show her with Wildwood Boy. He's the first one who tells her that he's into Rachel, but he does it really well. Tyler does great. Very respectful. Yeah. Gabby says as much, appreciates that, and then hate him. Oh, God. Okay, I saw a random comment on Reddit saying he looks like the love's child of grocery store Joe and Josh Peck, and I feel valued. So <laughs> there like, you go. pumping my fist. Well, here's like, your Eric. accent. Yeah, wait, what? The southern accent. Who, who? Hayden. Oh, is, is he have a little one? Yeah, he's very southern he, gentleman. He's like, um, he's also like Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Oh, I haven't watched that in a while. I gotta watch that again. It's a you classic. Know he looks like? Yeah. And he talks like him too. Okay, and this yeah, he's was, very po- this politician. Bad. It's not good. He's the one who you strikes can, a nerve by saying, I don't want to call you rough around the edges. Well, then don't. <laughs> That's what he says. He says, I don't want to call you that. And you could tell in his energy, the southern put together male yes. the way he says you should it be is like for you're degrading like he was degrading yeah. her like, no i agree and that's why so she took i'm it really line. looking for my values yeah. and how they align and i just think rachel has, and he thinks he's being i know because he's like you have that bubbly goofy thing going yeah. for you and i don't want to say rough around the edges but and then you could tell it, it was bad yeah which is funny because when i hear someone is rough around the edges it makes me want to date them more I know, right that's now, more interesting. Right but now, she's, she can't get there because she's in the bachelor bubble. And that's her fear. Yeah. Is I'm too rough around right the edges. Now. Yeah. And then let's go number three. Fucking stupid ass Jacob. Yeah, Sorry, he's, he's not dumb. evil at all. No, no, no. He's just this stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is like the moron quote before, which is why exactly. the editing, the producing on this, unfortunately, was brilliant. But this the, is degrading also because... Yeah. How would you like to be told, hey, even if you were the only bachelorette, yeah. I would still leave. And he thinks he's like being the honest, he, brilliant. I know where man. it was coming from. Yeah. It was coming from, I'm moral. Like, I and wouldn't lead you on. Like, and then, goes hey, saying you're smoking. You're still smoking. <laughs> like, and I was help. like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, so that's dumb. where I got disgusted. It's just very like, hey. stupid. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, what are you going to do? Rough. I wish I was. I wish I, I wasn't here because you're, you're so fucking you're hot. Smoking. I would love to fuck you. It's like, hate <laughs> it's your awful. personality and would never date yeah. you, but you're smoking. Yeah, it's like that's oh, going like, to, like, him, that would probably feel good because he's an idiot. But to her, it's not going to feel good. It's very unselfish. I just felt so. Very awkward cheers. A sip yeah, where he like takes like, a step and exit. And um, again, I like wrote this down. You brought this up before. It definitely feels like production went to these idiots and was like, I "Hey, you so. need to tell the women you're into and why, and just be brutally honest." And that's what she they wants. They knew Gabby that's was what she tender. Wants to hear. They yes. knew she was tender, Ugh. so it's like, do it. They're the evil people. In they this. are the evil people. Um, him and Hayden is just psycho. I just punches him in the face. After and so now it's like, why the fuck would I go into any other conversation yeah. with anybody? Because yeah, it could happen a fourth time. Rejected. So I'm gonna go have a breakdown. And they do the purposeful yin and Rachel yang. Rachel's literally connecting with everyone. Like typical bachelorette yeah. like energy of this is great and blah 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 and then gabby's just like ah. gabby's, yeah she looks happy but for her it's pissed off yeah and she's and sad like no, she's trying to keep it together no group rose for me and the Rachel's- awkward silence yeah <laughs> it was a glare it was a glare like, what? I was like i can't believe this um and then like there's an awkward Shocks silence people. yep and gabby's like glare was very Glabby. sad and- <laughs> gabby's glare was very sad and funny yeah. at the same time She's just not happy right now. No, I don't And then her. she pulls Rachel aside. They talk about it. Yeah, she's just like very honest to Rachel about it. She thinks the men like to reject them to give a feeling of self-preservation is what she said. Do you mm. agree with that? She said, 
yeah, the men want to reject one of us to have a feeling. And I was, I agree. I think there's probably some power in that. And when you're out of control in this spot as Hayden is and, and Hayden felt like it was power going to him as I was like, you're not good enough for me, as you said before. Exactly. And so do you think that's what it is? Self-preservation and just um, try and get a little ego bump. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're rejecting somebody, you do hold the power. Yeah. So it's I, like, oh, I don't know if Rachel likes me, but I know that I don't like Gabby. Yeah. And so that feels let good. me go. I wish I couldn't relate to it. I absolutely yeah, can. There's been times where I've been like, maybe hurt in some other way by some other woman and there's this other girl I'm talking to woman that I'm talking to and I don't really love her and I will reject her just to get that little bit of power like, back yeah. not anymore maybe back in the totally. when I was dating around in my 20s and stuff like that and it's just like oh, I just wish I couldn't you know the, these people wouldn't do that but that's kind of human nature I know. but at the same time you have to be aware and you have to be responsible for your feelings did at we this name age. that Rachel gave Avon her rose yeah Rachel gives Avon okay. the, um, the group date rose so to speak and then yeah, so, they end it like that. Gabby, yes. Rachel wants to like say something or like fight for her and Gabby's like, no, yeah. no please. Yeah. Like, Based on Gabby's I don't feeling, her. they decide to make a change and have the guys pick a lane, which it's too soon for that. But yes. Gabby wants something changed now. Well, and that's what I was saying. Here's the thing. Like they're feeling, because this is the next day, right? Logan, they're talking at the house, the yes. men. And Logan's like, I ran into her and it looked like she, she might have been crying. Yeah. Like, And they're all trying to figure out what happened, mm-hmm. what was said. Like I think there is a big... They were, they were understanding, and they, they even asked Hayden, like, yeah. what did you say to yeah. him? Like, that it might be something he did. Yeah. And then the girls like, are, yeah, they're wrong. like, they got to switch up. They got to switch happening. it up. And I think it's just, they're feeling the yuckiness of the reality that having two bachelorettes, there's going to be You're not a typical rejection. Yeah. So it's not like, I don't blame them. They have to feel, they are going to feel how they're feeling. It's just that this is the reality yeah. of having two bachelorettes. Like, Rachel, I actually don't love what Rachel's saying. She keeps saying, this is our journey, not theirs. I don't agree with I, that. No, I don't agree with that I either. didn't like that. Uh, there's a couple of things that we're going to get to that I didn't like that Rachel did. Again, I don't agree with terrible, that either. But, I just think they're uncomfortable with the fact that they don't have all the power. Yes, absolutely. Which is no, like what it's been every single season of The Bachelor ever. The lead has had the ultimate exactly. power. It's like very realizing rare that, they don't have that, that a contestant sends themselves Yeah, home. Yes, very rare. Um, so we go to what's supposed to be the cocktail hour. I have to say Captain Kirk. I don't know if you remember him giving his yeah. football speech. Oh my God. He's, yeah, he said, um, we all know, I just, this is a fake one. We all know what's on the line tonight, boys. <laughs> Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Roses are on the line tonight. I'm pumped up. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pumped up. I'm just what? like, oh my God, this guy is such a fucking Texas fucking... Speak about Friday Night Lights. And then here comes Jesse Bomber. Yes, Jesse Bomber. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, I didn't even write that down. Just had that. He, uh, he comes in and he's like, cocktail party is canceled. And Kirk is left with his dead football erection. And the yeah. boys are just chapped. They're absolutely yeah, chapped. Yeah, because a lot of them are like, I Always can't happens. wait to talk to somebody. Yeah, that's a big to time for a lot of the and guys. And they're in their and... good you know, where yep. and they're like ready to connect. I know. I'd be boom, excited they, about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And they take it away from underneath their feet. And uh, so we have to go right to the rose ceremony. And this was a fucking hilarious rose ceremony. If you're not getting in tuned into the feeling, but they're told no, they, need to, <laughs> they need to pick a side. And this is tough again. This so is really tough. Weird format. I like it though. The women, I loved it. The women choose a guy to come forward and then he's got to be honest about whether he wants a rose. And if he denies the rose, he gets back in line, so to speak. So he's putting himself at risk yeah. of staying on the show. Which I don't know if they knew. <laughs> and if he couldn't, if he does say yes to the rose, he's committed to that one. Yes. Which, so it's, 
I still think they can change though in the in the long run. So they should have known that, but they did make it seem like it was hard lines, like really like, like this is who you're going black for. and white. Both women dressed in black, ready for the funeral. <laughs> um, as you can see, the vibe of the guys here. A- okay, this is yeah, this is really interesting. Avon and Zach outside already. Yeah, they had already accepted <laughs> it's like roses. Picking teams. This was crazy. Yeah, Rachel and Tino gets the first one. Oh yeah, this and is he funny. looks like he got picked for the football team. Picked yeah. first. He's like, Yo! walks out. Avon goes, I knew it, bro. And he like and Zach is like, five, dude, Zach. calm down. Yeah, but he's like, still like caught chill. up in the gen- the like the guy yeah. thing that I know I would be caught up into because totally. you just like the hype it. is big yeah. and you're just not realizing how deep it is to them yet because right. it's not to the men yet. I know. And so it just looks really bad. I don't think I this means funny. Tino is insincere about I'm his feelings at all. No, no, That's no. what it is. It's a tribal element of men. Totally. He's like, I'm the winner. I'm the an alpha. I it's unattractive it. in the moment, probably to America, because yeah. they we know what's happening with Gabby and Rachel. But it doesn't make him look like a bad guy. No, I think he's just the hype dude. You got to be a little smarter in class here as well. Yeah, like, just like you gotta be a chill little, out a little yeah, bit. a little smarter like, about less it. You, they, they forget this is all on camera. It's going to be seen eventually. I, know. I think. Um, <laughs> I same with Nate and Tina. They're just like making fe- faces, like yo, bro, it's all like, like big dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, Logan gets one from Rachel, and he says yes. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Maybe in the next episode. Johnny, a.k.a. William Shakespeare, takes a rose from Gabby, which is, <laughs> doesn't he look like Shakespeare? Yeah, he's got that um, bird-like face. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, so he gets one from Gabby, because they had a little connection earlier mm-hmm. on. And the first one, Termaine, gets called up by Rachel, and yeah. he says, I don't want to be the guy to decline the rose tonight, but I'm going to have to be the guy that declines the rose. It's just such a way with words, uh, Termaine. So he has to go back in line and see if, if Gabby will pick him now. Yeah. Very, very Jesse cocky. Jesse Palmer comes out and is like, okay, yeah, this is the so you rejected the rose. That means yeah. that. Like, so they're, they're flying by the seat of their pants yeah. is what it feels no, like. No, and that's what's production happening. Production included. It's good for production. And, and because her rose got rejected. Yeah. Rachel's fucking not Jesse happy. Palmer has to walk up. This is the funniest every part to me. fucking time the, and like take the rose away. Face, deadpan and face, deadpan face, slow walk. Uh, um, Rachel's music. Just, the music gets loud as he touches the rose. I was like, "This is all." Can't you just put it aside? It's easily, but that's not what this is. So that's not what this stupid. is. This is not for love. This is for television entertainment and just so goofy. So and, I think it was like three guys in a row. Yeah, for and then Rachel. Alec. Rachel, I think takes. Gabby away at one point and says she's humiliated with well, this rejection. It's it's when she gets three in a row. So yeah. it's Tremaine rejects yeah. her, Alec rejects her, Meatball rejects her. Yeah. They all go back mm-hmm. into line waiting for Gabby, and that's yeah. when I think they each have a rose or two each left mm-hmm. that they go back and they're just she's pissed off. She wants to end this rejection, and it's like again. None of these three men, Tremaine, Alec, or Meatball, I think Rachel cared about. Yeah. So I don't think it's about men who she liked getting yeah. rejected it's the same thing as gabby reject reject like yes. i think they gave rachel these names on mm-hmm. her list knowing that these men were likely to reject her oh, okay to yeah, start to possible. balance it out and set it up so that she now feels rejected and now gabby can feel a little yes. bit better about herself absolutely let's just name jason got a rose from gabby also rachel there was stuff rachel started with more roses than gabby Yes, I saw that. That was interesting. Even though Rachel gave out more roses than Gabby did right. on the group date. Produced, produced, produced. Interesting. So Wildwood Tyler accepts from Rachel. They they do have a connection. Yeah. Mario yep. to Gabby. Yeah. And I, this is where I wrote down, it's not the guy's fault that this turned into a bit of a fantasy football draft. Because that's what I happened. Know. Drafting. <laughs> totally. Ethan goes to Rachel in the sixth round here. Yeah. <laughs> like, boring Jordan goes to Rachel. Kirk um, 
to Gabby. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, I even have Hayden that one. or Quincy, Quincy to, Gabby. to Gabby. Yeah. Michael to Gabby, and then that. This is where I thought Ra- Rachel tries to go to Meatball, and he rejects. Yeah. And I believe this is very funny. I believe it was Ethan who whispers, "Meatball just rejected Rachel." Like in the back, oh yeah, as a sentence out of context, and it made meatball me think of like what I imagined like your gut to be like instead of like a meatball, maybe like a slice of pizza. You eat it, and you whisper, "Pizza just rejected Jamie." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really it's funny true. that could be a really funny like TikTok or whatever <laughs> um, so Rachel's not feeling good big power dynamics uh, dynamics happening here she thinks and this is what I didn't like again about Rachel she's like they're both she's like, uh, Gabby's like this is exactly what happened to me and she's like no mine's more embarrassing because it was, it was in public, public. Uh, hun this whole thing's in public it's all on television I know in the moment all the guys are around but yeah, also it was I like was defensive like, no. of Gabby yeah I was defensive of Gabby I just like, like Rachel, come on not, you're not Miss Perfect yeah you're not the also you got rejected by Meatball who gives a fuck the only one yeah so true <laughs> uh, she keeps saying again this is our journey I'm just like uh, it's everyone's journey Okay, Michael, who I thought was camera crew, gets a rose from Gabby. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Or he also looks like or he's looks like the guy from We Are Marshall. Okay, Forget. great movie, great football movie. Yeah. Uh, Hayden goes to Rachel despite his rough around the edges comment. Was that well, surprising at all? No, he, she had known. I they had a connection, yeah. and he made it known. But I think the way Rachel gave him the rose, you could tell she was upset with him. Mm. It was like, ugh, Hayden. And like, yes, I'll keep you yeah, for a second for the, and to like be gave the it to him and didn't want to be. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, producers, I know we saw it. That's next. what it seems like. So, did you realize that Jacob was the only guy to not be offered any rose? Yeah, he was the only one that wasn't offered a rose at any point. True. Every single other person got a rose or got offered. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Jacob's gone. Jacob's gone. Nine guys left for Gabby. I guess Termaine goes and hugs Gabby, but she. Gabby doesn't give any Rachel's rejections of Rose, right? No. Any guys who rejected no. Rachel. Yeah, None so of those Tremaine, guys, Meatball, Gabby. and Alec all yeah. got rejected, but then. <laughs> Another post-preview scene for Meatball. He's the star of these. So cringy. Realizing his chance at fame is slipping away. Begs for another shot with Rachel. Um, and did did you see him in the previews? Is he sticking around? Yeah, see, I didn't so see that. I saw someone read about it. He's in the previews of, like, you can tell it's obviously his profile because it's just There's so no, unmistakable. There's no another profile looks like that. He's the one telling... I believe Rachel about um, somebody, yeah, somebody (laughs) saying things that you would need to hear. So it was, we don't trust you, bitches. We're coming to that. I think next episode. Yeah, and we'll see. It's going to get a little feisty in Paris. Paris, A little feisty in France. I guess. I want to go to Paris. Yeah, it always looks like it's that cliche thing that I would like to do. I think either way. Yeah, I think. I'm. Yeah, I. I was hooked the whole episode. Yeah, good episode. Because you go like back and forth, so it's not just the same person. So you're you're getting two different. Yeah, they do. Listen, we can say what we want. We take the evil or, or, or love out of it producers are incredible they so wait, do a great job Rachel has one two three four five six seven eight and Gabby has nine Gabby said she had nine I didn't count for Rachel which is so. I, for week three if you're one bachelorette yeah, you have you like have 17 yeah yeah so at least 12 or 14 now it's eight and nine and yeah. now I'm like how are they gonna and they're definitely not gonna draw clear this. lines either as we see they're how not they, gonna draw that's probably lines. why only Jacob they only were gonna send one yeah well, they were going to send a couple like it either way. But you're right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean? it's the only one. Yeah, it's the only one. Because who now it's like if you have eight people, you're four weeks away. If you're only sending one guy home yeah. from they your pile to, that they would get to hometowns. Yeah. No, it makes sense. There's only there's maybe there's I think there's the same amount of episodes. So we'll see. But it's going quick now. Again, we have a segmented group for Gabby, segmented for Rachel. There's a lot of and we shall see. biology, anthropology going Seems on. Seems like Logan's probably the only one that might 
flip flop. Yeah, I don't know. We have still a lot of time left. Yep. I can see it still happening. We still they still don't know these people, so it's you need to get to know people more. I just that the I, shot of my meatball and sweating forehead was funny. Is <laughs> my instinct is that Rachel's going to find somebody in this that will last a decent amount of time and that Gabby is not. Yeah. And I think that there's no one who's like outside of Eric who they have a good connection. We just don't know about him. We don't trust him fully. We see more, we need more time with Jason. Yeah. He's we don't got, know anything about a, a bunch of the guys. So yeah, it's, yeah we're still going to hold out hope. That right. love I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Happens. I'm looking forward to next. Uh, I'm dreaming about it. So I'm, I'm a little <laughs> invested about it. I know. It. Well, when I watched Colton season with my friends, there was, I had almost once a week a dream with Colton really? involved. A little Bible boy. Yeah. A little Bible closet boy. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> long episodes. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. Any last words on this episode that you wanted to get in there, James? Or last thoughts? You're and not sentiments? messy if you have relationship struggles. It is common. Yeah. And you deserve Very to be soft. seen in them and loved for them. Absolutely. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.